Hey everybody, welcome to Game Chat, the video game book club on the internets. Uh, I'm oh, sorry, excuse me. I'm Jonathan, uh, and we are finishing up our, our chat on Inscription. It's been a while since our last chat, but um, yeah, Inscription was released in January of 2020. Developed by Daniel Mullins Game and published by Devolver Digital. Something about Inscription. Inscription is an inky black card-based odyssey that blends the deck-building roguelike escape room-style puzzles and psychological horror into a blood-laced smoothie. Darker still are the secrets inscribed upon the cards. Yep. Uh, we always like to start off with a little intro question just to get to know us. Um, so today's intro question is, what's your favorite creepypasta story slash, you know, scary folktale or legend? Starting at the top. Hey, it's Franco. Um, that's it. You know, I just, I just read the question and I flashed on something that was like, and then I realized it has a, a similar, anyway. Uh, there was a creepypasta I was reading, or I think there was it was an audio one um, uh, about a Russian experiment where they lock somebody in a room, and it was just how it progresses, and the 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 person gets more and more feral, and you know it's barely recognizable at the end, and then you know and then it just sort of like trails off, like you know the guy. The experimenter went into the room and, you know, never was never heard from again or, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> so it's like, oh, wait a minute. This has inscription-like overtones. <laughs> Those crazy Russians. Those crazy, yeah, doing their wild and crazy uh, stuff out in Siberia. Oh. Um, yeah, cool, yeah. I would... I tell you, I I wrote this question. I realized I I don't really know that many creepy pastas, but um, but a scary like kind of folktale legend kind of thing. Um, I remember hearing in elementary school, and it freaked me out. And it's like I've heard that folktale like or that legend talked about before. It's that it's that creepy one where like um, uh, where it's like. There's a serial killer on the loose and the girl, there's like a little girl at, at home in the middle of the night and she hears water dripping and she goes and checks bathroom and can't find anything dripping. So she goes back to bed and she always has her dog lick her hand, oh, yeah. you know, and uh, anyways, it keeps happening. She keeps hearing dripping and. But her dog keeps licking her hand, so she goes back to sleep and everything. And then finally, like, she hears, you know, uh, the dripping sound again. And then she finally goes into, like, one of, like, her bathroom or something. And then she sees, like, her whole family's dead and her dog's dead there, too, in the bathtub. And that's what's dripping. It's their blood or something. And then it's like, oh, the big reveal. The killer was licking her hand. In her room the entire time, <laughs> and and I, I <laughs> as I was telling you, I just remembered how like dark that story was, and it's like a a little girl told me that story when I was like in 
first grade. Wow. That messed with me. <laughs> wow. Uh, but I'm... Was that uh, on the shower in blood? Was that uh, uh, people can lick hands too? Oh, or... that's right. Oh. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I remember when she told me that I thought it was like a true story thing. Because, yeah. of course, she told me it was a real story. And it wasn't until like years later when like I saw like people tell that uh, that story online and stuff. I realized, ow. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so this is Chris. Um, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head, but if I had to pick like a genre, I guess it would have to be, um, like a group of people going out into the woods or like camping either in tents or uh, cabins. Uh I don't know why. I just like that whole, like I don't necessarily like horror uh, or anything like, like that genre, but Mm -hmm. anything like psychological or anything like that type of. uh, Yeah. Genre type of thing. Um, anything involving like the woods and people being stupid, uh, and not following common sense and just leaving the area rather than staying the night and trying to survive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, uh, I guess like Blair Witch in a way type of Mm -hmm. thing. And, uh, like, I know there were a few good ones, but I can't remember any of them off the top of my head. Uh, I'm sure, like, they'll come to me as we're going. I, <laughs> I went camping a bunch, so I never watched any of those. Yeah. <laughs> I've been too. On purpose. Like, but I don't know. It's still I mean, it, it's weird, too. Does Cabin in the Woods count? <laughs> like, I, I love camping and everything. Yeah. And I, I find, like, the camping stories and like windigos and and everything kind of fascinating but whenever i am out in the woods like camping or doing something it's like i'm never freaked out so it's kind of weird yeah so yeah cool all right um so let's talk about inscription and by that i mean I'll talk about inscription, you guys. Listen, because uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I think I'm the only one who actually ended up playing more and finishing this game, which uh, I don't begrudge anyone who decided they didn't want to play this game anymore. Because uh, it's it's a, uh, I loved it, but it is, it is a obtuse. I think that's a good word for it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's obtuse. There's lots going on. So if you listen to our last chat on inscription, you know, basically all our discussions from the last chat are, it's like, that's literally just like maybe a third of the entire game. <laughs> um, 
but it's like it's a card based game and everything and you know and that first part to catch you all everyone up it's like you know it's like an escape room kind of cabin and everything and there's a creepy guy who's like kind of like your your dungeon master kind of like telling you the story as you go through and you meet characters and play the cards and you have to sacrifice cards and everything and then it the room's kind of like an escape room and there's puzzles and you can get more cards and and then you end up finding three cards that talk to you and they start helping you and you know you're like okay understand what's going on <laughs> um but yeah so i guess we'll just uh you 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 figure out how to beat uh the man in the in the cab of the woods you find out his name's leshy later on uh and you have three talking cards guiding you through it the stoat the stink bug and then the stunted wolf, which <laughs> to even get to like the part where you could beat the game, uh, you have to do all sorts of things like you have to find a knife in the escape room. You have to use the knife. The knife will carve out your eye <laughs> and you actually like the screen will darken and you can't see half of the screen because you cut out an eye um, <laughs> and and then if you win with your eye cut out, Leshy will uh, will be he'll admire your tenacity and he'll give you an eye and it won't happen all the time. But at some point, he'll offer you a box of eyes and there is a glowing eye. When you get the glowing eye, then all of a sudden you can see all these secret messages all over the cabin and you can solve all these other unsolvable things. And. You find uh, you 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 find the third card, which is is the stunted wolf, and it's actually his eye that you you put in. And anyways, you beat Leshy, you think you win, <laughs> and what it does is it unlocks the new game button. Because when you start the game, you can only load up a save file, so it's like oh. So you have to actually quit the game and then hit new game. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And well, I wonder how many people initially, like, beat Leshy and said, oh, okay, that's it. And, you know, put the game down and never realized that <laughs> well, if you go to new game, it's, it, it's not, if you do new game, does it totally take you back to the cabin or does it start the other stuff? No, when you, when you s select new game, it will, uh, it will go, it will continue off with the story. Cause the new game is legitimately a new game. And then it's like an eight bit Nintendo game. Okay. <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's basically the same card game, but like an eight bit and it just gets crazier from there. But, but before, <laughs> Before that happens, I, I should say it gets meta because, you know, it's not an indie game if it doesn't have like three layers of meta <laughs> um, these days. Uh, 
and and you see a bunch of series of like old like 2000s like cam uh camcorder files of a guy wanting to be like an early early day youtuber and he's opening cards before you know everyone started opening cards <laughs> and basically we you find out you're playing as this guy and his name's Luke Carter his YouTube's handled Lucky Carter. Uh, <laughs> um, and basically he, he finds like there's a physical card game called Inscription. And he's opening up a rare pack of those. And on one of those cards is... Uh, and these are all live action videos. So it's like it's... This is where the creepypasta part of it comes in. And anyways, there's handwritten coordinates on one of these cards. And, you know, as you do, you right. follow those coordinates into the woods and you dig. <laughs> and sure enough, he finds a box with, uh, you know, a hard disk, floppy disk uh, in there called inscription. And, and that's like gives you context, gives the gives us context that it's like oh that's the start of the game it's him plugging in the hard di the disk in the disk drive um and uh um and so it's him playing playing the game we are playing as Luke Carter as he's trying to figure out this weird game um but yeah, but oh, <laughs> Frank, to, to go off what you're saying, if you do actually beat Leshy without doing the extra stuff at the cabin to defeat him, because the way to defeat Leshy is you have to find a roll of film so you could take, so you could capture Leshy. A special uh, what, roll of film, yeah. Yeah, because every time, every time you die in that part of the game, Unless she takes a picture of you and turns you into a card, pretty much. The and um, what what he does if you win without you know doing all those special things is he will <laughs> he will be like congratulations on winning. Let me take a picture of you on your winning achievement, <laughs> and <laughs> it'll just turn you into a card, anyways, and the game will repeat. <laughs> Uh, that would have been so frustrating. Oh lord! Oh yeah, <laughs> and like, and unlike the the with the dead cards, which the dead cards will come into play. You can actually play with those cards. It when you win, he just like pins it to the wall in the cabin with a gold star. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah. It, it would go on forever if you weren't doing all the side things in the escape room. Right, if you didn't get the special film. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but then it goes into when you click new game, it's all of a sudden like an 8-bit uh, Nintendo game. And, and it tells the world. It's like, there was once a world of magical cards or something and 
and basically there is there was like four scribes who would make the cards and they all had their own way of making the cards there was Grimora who made the cards from the dead or like from writing epitaphs from tombstones or, or something like that there was a Leshy who was the boss in the first part of the game who took pictures of woodland creatures to make cards. And that's so it's like, OK. And then uh, then there was a um, P03, who was a computer who would like scan things and like with machinery and turn them into cards. And then there was Magnificus, who was a masterful wizard painter. Um, and what it's revealed is, is Leshy is, you know, he was the guy in the cabin running the things. And then the three other scribes, masters of the universe or whatever, those were the th talking cards you found. So P03, the, the robot, he was actually the stoat. And Grimora, uh, she was actually the stink bug. And then Magnificus was the stunted wolf who had the magic eye. And and as the more you play of that first part of the game, their cards actually start to change and to look like them. Um, and it, it's it's it gets it's weird. <laughs> but then in this new game, the story is you're supposed to challenge and replace one of the scribes. And so then you go around this 8-bit map, collect cards, and fight each of the four, you know, scribes. Uh, and in each, you know, if you fight Leshy and everything, it's pretty much the exact same card game you played before. But it's, you know, it's all 8-bit. It's all pixels, pixel art and everything. And... And he'll hit and he's and that's when you realize the characters in the game are aware of what's been happening in the game because <laughs> they'll start talking about uh, like Leshy will be like, maybe I went too far in taking over the game or something like, you know, and turning people into cards. Uh, and P03, who is the stoat, he like actually burst in when you're playing against Leshy and he'll burst into the room and be like. It's like, I hate you. You turned me into a stoat. I hated it. <laughs> and and they, you learn all sorts of new mechanics because, you know, this card game didn't have enough mechanics. <laughs> um, uh, Grimora leans more heavily into, like, bones and everything and sacrificing... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just <laughs> I don't know what what how much detail to go into because I'm just I'm just talking here because <laughs> there's a lot in this game. Yeah, it's so. It's, I was going to say my my impression from playing like then then we watched uh, if people are listening uh, after a while like I like uh, this game the card game is not. <laughs> Something I wanted. So Jonathan played. You know, we watched what about maybe the last three or four hours of gameplay with you. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, 
it's a it's for me thinking back on it, it's like a shame that they hid so much or gated, maybe gated is a better term. So much of the interesting story behind what would probably be, I don't know, Jonathan, the first part is what, maybe a four to six hour grind through that car that first card game. Yeah. So yeah, it's it like can be. <laughs> if you don't, you know, fall in love with the, the with the card game, you're like, you know, what oh, is yeah. going on? What if, is, you know? That's why it's like I, I knew if you if you it's like you're not if you if if the card game mechanics are not clicking, then I don't then I suggest just don't don't feel bad about not playing it and just watch someone else play it because because it Which, only you'll be doing a even, lot of it. <laughs> oh, and they keep then they keep adding mechanics to the card game, and I like like I fell in love with the card based mechanics. But it even got to a point for me where I'm like, okay, okay, <laughs> you know, because, um, because like in the eight bit world, you know, you know, Leshy's whole thing, his whole mechanic was you have to sacrifice cards, which that's what you learned the most of, because he had his old section of the game. Grimora is all about using bones, which you get bones by cards dying, which you did learn that a little bit in the first part of the game. It just expands on it. And so you're like, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And then you get to like P03, and then he's like, energy! Cards need energy! <laughs> and you're just like, wait, what? So now there's like two different cost resources on cards, and it's like, oh, okay, okay. And then I don't think I ever fully understood Magnificus's thing. Because his whole thing was like gems. Each card is one of three gems, and to play it, you need one of these gems. And, and it's just and but so it gets it gets crazy. It gets it gets a little absurd. But um, <laughs> but I think there is a there is a thing though, and if you watch. If you watch any like YouTube playthroughs of Inscription, I think at least all the ones I've seen for the most part, <laughs> they all reach this moment. And I had this moment, too, when I was playing it is. Because this game's so like supposed to be seem a little like janky a little bit, you know, because it's supposed to be like a weird corrupted file. <laughs> there are. <laughs> There are ways with the cards you can get that you can just like break the game <laughs> and you can just win. <laughs> like there are certain cards that that's like it's impossible for you to lose. I it's been a, it's been a few months, a few weeks since I I, I uh, played the first part, but I did some kind of combination of like I think it was like a reviving squirrel or something. <laughs> So it's like I had infinite sacrifices so I could put anything out on the board. And then if you watch like Markiplier's playthrough, he has this card called the Ouroboros, where every time it dies, it comes back, but it permanently gets stronger. It's so he like killed it like 10 times and it became the strongest thing in the game. It one hit wins. <laughs> All you have to do is get it in your hand. Yeah, and then 
And then there was a, I didn't even really pay attention, but like there's a later in the game in the like eight bit world, Mark Markiplier, he with the bones or something, he he figured something out again. And like it was disgusting how much he was winning. Um, and anyway, you, you learn little bits more about this weird world, and everything. But once you defeat all the four scribes in the Nintendo 8-bit world, you know, then the game's like, oh, now which one will you replace? And um, it doesn't really matter who you choose to replace. Uh, I said I was going to try to replace Leshy because Leshy was a jerk in the first part of the game. <laughs> and he's scary. <laughs> but whoever you pick, uh, P03 who is the stoat, who's now like the robot, he will kind of commandeer everything. And this is all part of his master plan. And he takes over. And the game glitches out. And it's actually, it's funny. He he challenges you to a card game. It goes into the 8-bit card game. And then he puts a glitched card on the table. And and if when you attack that card, it's like they purposely designed it. I played it on the PlayStation 5, so it did have the same effect. But if you play it on Steam or something, it like it makes it look like the game's crashing <laughs> and like the codes breaking and everything. OK. And when it comes back online, it's uh, it's now uh, the 3D world again. It's another escape room, but it's P03's world. And so now everything's sci-fi themed instead of the creepy cabin. Okay. Uh, and, and that's what you guys saw me play in that last little bit. Because then, then you have to fight P03. And... P03's whole thing is like as you're playing and everything, you have to fight four more bosses. It's all new cards, slightly new mechanics. It's just, just that's the name of the game now. <laughs> um, but he had some funny bosses in that. Oh, like one of them. Uh, one of them is called the Archivist. And when you battle the Archivist, um, Again, it's not it's play a PlayStation was a different experience. But when you play on the PC, wait, when you fight the archivist, the archivist is like. Will like stop the game and be like, you must wager a file <laughs> and an actual file browser will. <laughs> if you're playing on Steam on a PC, the it will actually a file browser will actually pull up. And it will look at all your real files. <laughs> and oh boy, that would have freaked me the, up. Oh yeah, and the, like and then like the bigger files you can um you 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 select the more impressed the boss will be, the easier it will be to win. Uh, watching Markiplier's playthrough is hilarious because. <laughs> I know exactly what he did because I'm a video editor. But he, he was just like, I know just the file. And he like went into like his Adobe 
like cache files of renders. Okay. <laughs> and, like the random rendered files that if anyone ever edits an Adobe knows how stupid large oh, okay. those files are and are hidden on your computer. <laughs> and but but what's interesting is on the um on the PlayStation, when you play on PlayStation, you know, it doesn't look at your PlayStation memory, obviously. But it does uh it does show you basically what Luke Carter's computer is. You know, and so you 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 can learn some lore bits about Luke, because uh, you're the guy he's playing as. Um and then eventually like the game ends, it's like it's like they threatened to actually delete a file. I don't think the game could actually do that, but <laughs> but uh, um, but that's the archivist. And then the other boss, there's another boss who oh, I forget what her name is. It's like Polly or something, and she loves to be connected to the internet, and she's so innocent, and like she'll use pull real pictures. <laughs> of cards, you know, and stuff. It's like, oh, it's a gopher. <laughs> it's a picture of a gopher. And it's like, it's this funny, awkward thing because it's like, oh, there's nothing bad on the internet. And like the, and the cool thing about that is the game will pull from your Steam friend list or your PlayStation friend list and turn them into cards. <laughs> so that's, that's fun. Um, but the way to win that the, that battle is like you make your you make a card and you send it to people online and I think people actually do they, there is like a cash file and you actually do send your card off somewhere and and then anyways you can win against him and um oh those were the main two I remembered but um to cut to the chase. Once you finally like battle P03 for the final battle or whatever, um, he reveals that like he all of a sudden he mentions Luke's name, like Luke Carter, and like he's very in P03 like he is omniscient and he knows exactly what's going on, and P03's whole thing is he's about to do the next uh, it was called like the Enlightenment or something. Incendence. Incendence. You're right. Yeah. The incendence. The great incendence. And basically what he's going to do is he because of Luke, because of you, technically the player, um through the boss battles, he now has access to your computer, all your files. He now has access to the internet. He has access to oh, one of them was like your camera and everything. And so, like, he, like, has video of Luke Carter playing the game. And so he has, like, blackmail on him. And, like, it's it's also so basically into P-03. is like, now there's nothing to stop him from he's going to upload inscription to the Internet, to the World Wide Web. And he will be living ever, ever after. It'll be immortal or something like that. And he can live past this game. And it's it gets weird to everything. But that it's... Um, uh, Deus Ex Machina, the other three lords that <laughs> scribes, Leshy, Grimora, and Magnificus, 
they they stop and they defeat uh they defeat B03 because you were a good distraction for P03. And then Gramora she says we're too dangerous like she said basically we're this is we're too dangerous to be alive. And so she starts deleting all the code. <laughs> um and then this weird stretch like you you basically playing one final game with each of them before they are deleted forever. And uh and it's like it's like, you know it's weird, you have to you shake their hands, but then like Magnificus is going crazy, he doesn't want to lose. It does a whole Yu-Gi-Oh spin-off thing where you have dual discs, it's nuts, and then it gets deleted. <laughs> and it's just it's wild. And you guys, anyone listening should just like, just look it up that last little bit of the game because it gets nuts. Um, and then, and then, and then the game ends. Um, or well, sort of. <laughs> this is where <laughs> we're at like level two meta at this point. This is when it goes straight to like level five deep meta. Because um, uh, I had to watch like tons of theory videos to figure out what the heck happens next. <laughs> so going lifted the veil past this simple card game. The long story short, it it ends up it's um, Nazi occult occultism. <laughs> <laughs> If I had a dollar <laughs> for every time, right. yeah, it was Nazi occultism. But and this is where it, it connects with Daniel Mullen's other game, Pony Island, which I've never played. Uh, and there's like a whole like lore thing between both. But anyways, from what I understand, there's this thing called the Carnoffle Code, which is just old code that someone made back in like you know, Nazi Germany, you know, beginning of code. And anyways, it's that code that made all the all the bosses and characters in inscription sentient. And and like, I, I don't I don't even know how to explain it, but like it, <laughs> there was like Daniel Mullins made like a whole augmented reality game out in real world where like people actually solve puzzles that he hid out in the world and like you could actually dig up real hard disks that say inscription out in the middle of woods all Jeez. over the world like it was nuts <laughs> you guys should look it up it's crazy but But then, like, the actual game ends with more video of uh, Luke, uh, which Luke, he kind of, like, when he sees the Carnival Code, it's, like, blurred out. You can't really see it. But when he sees it, he, like, he panics and he just smashes the disc with a hammer. And then, uh, and then later on, he tries to, he's trying to do a lawsuit on the game company that made Inscription. 
and um and like we we've throughout the game you see little clips of like you know people like like government agents like trying to talk to him and he's like not telling them the truth like oh i don't know what game you're talking about and anyways it ends with luke getting shot in the head by a secret agent who goes and like takes what's the remains of of the inscription game and stuff and oh boy yeah and um that's 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 the game i think maybe I thought it was going to be a fun horror escape room, which it was. And then it then it went it went it went places. Um, yeah, it's like, beating, you know, most people would have been probably happy beating Lesh uh, uh-huh. for, for lack of a better term, part one of the of the game. And, you know. But then it like sort of just like ramps up into part two and three, you know. It's which I mean, part one is like I said, probably about four to six hours to beat that part. Uh, depending on your, and it's not even. I mean, just from playing a lot of part one, everything's kind of. I mean, my only thing was it kind of happened, at least with the card game, like too fast. Mm-hmm. Because you you end up playing cards, and then you know it does the resolve part. It's like, well, why did that happen? <laughs> you know, <laughs> why did I lose three teeth? You know, on that. But yeah, but basically, when you when you lose, car- when you sacrifice cards, you lose cards. You, it's the, the 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 thing that weighs the scales is teeth, right? Yes. And then in part two and part three, what weighs the scales? Different things. Uh well in the in the eight bit world it just um it doesn't like physically show anything. Oh okay. And the when you're playing against P zero three it's like they're like nuts and bolts. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I wish my thought was you know kind of getting into it, it like what you know if this game had an for the card part, had a, like uh, an easy mode, or something where it's like, hey, I'm not really that great at playing, you know, these card games, these t- this kind of card game, but I'm enjoying mm-hmm. the story and I like I like to progress, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It. It's. It's. It's interesting because it's like it's it very much is this is the game the game creator wanted to make, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's just it's very interesting. And it is one of those things like, you know, especially in that first part, you know, characters will like cards will give you a hint or something, but like you can't. <laughs> There's no menu where you can look up that hint later. It's like if you weren't paying attention or something, or if you didn't talk to that character, you didn't you didn't get that hint. Right. And so it's it's one of those it's one of those games where it's like I now know it's it's definitely one of those games where it's like you need to uh 
You need to know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> or you'll end up frustrated pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like when you, I mean, in this, in the first part, you have like, uh, it's symbolized by a candle, three candles, right? Um, mm-hmm. And if you, you, if all three candles get extinguished, you get kicked. You know, he takes your picture, and, and it, it symbolizes that you died, or you know, equivalent thereof. Do you lose? You lose your entire deck, right? You start all over. Yeah. Yes. So it's, you know, it's it can, can get frustrating real fast. I mean, you will get um, your death. You, I think you hold on to your death cards, but well, actually, no, you don't, because because oh. he he played the death cards like they just thrown into the pool of um, cards you can get. You can possibly what, what it, draw. What it is yeah. is you will always, uh, you will always start with the same starting hand and so like once you like all the talking cards will always be in your hand starting hand along with a couple other and you know by the time you if you unlock if you follow the clues and stuff and unlock the the third um talking card yeah i think he's like a really powerful cheap card so it's like (laughs) And and like and then there's ways like, you know, it, it is it is frustrating, but like it's kind of like any other kind of roguelike game where it's like some stuff will kind of carry over a little bit, mm-hmm. but but again, only if you kind of know what what to do to prepare for that, <laughs> right? Which yeah, um. <laughs> Yeah, so it's. <laughs> I mean, uh, the first part had enjoyable parts where you're, you know, part of the game is not just playing cards, but you're progressing through the woods on a map, and you have different junctures and things you could do to, you know, that represent things you can do to cards, upgrade them or change them, or different encounters you can have that may may improve your cards or may not. You know, and then, uh, you know, there's what like three bosses to meet in the first part. There's the the uh, the miner, then the fisherman, mm-hmm. right? And is miner fisherman? No, it, there's the miner fisherman and then the trapper. The okay, trapper and, and, and then Lesh, and then Lesh after the trapper. Yeah, every section of the game I think is four bosses. I think okay. that's what it always is. Um, yeah, so. I never got, I never got as far as the trapper, I think. Oh, maybe I did. Is the trapper the one with the... The trapper, it's the trapper, like, it's the trapper and the, um... The traitor. Like, they switch roles, it's like the same face, but upside down. Oh, okay. If you got the Leshy, you, you had to have fought the trapper... Yeah, I don't know but, if I get the lush. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah, yeah. Um, 
I feel like this is this is a game like you could probably talk about it forever and still not understand it completely. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I watched a couple of things you suggested. I, from watching you play, it's it's very it's got a lot of lore and Easter eggs and things going on that you you know. Oh yeah, if, that are really in depth in the story. And the lore of the game, it's just, it's, I mean, I guess they, they want to make sure you're, you know, worthy of the lore <laughs> to, to fight your way all the way through those yeah. levels. Yeah, which, I mean, that's, a, I feel like that's a very, you know, today in history kind of thing. Like, that's, that's something that's very popular right now, is like, crazy deep lore that... <laughs> Most consumers who play this game will never look at or understand. <laughs> right. But but small groups on the internet, Reddit's, Discords, and everything, they will go nuts. Right. Which is which is awesome because it's like I love hearing about that kind of stuff. I've learned I don't have the patience to go out in the world and try to solve puzzles. <laughs> like I can only my my level with puzzles, I love solving puzzles, but there's a point where <laughs> my brain will just shut off. <laughs> right. So it's like, um, but but no, I mean I really enjoyed this game primarily just because I really enjoyed the actual card game of it, <laughs> which is very hit or miss for people. I'm not, I'm realizing. Um, and so that's what pushed me through. And in the main story was interesting. It was fun to see like the twist between, you know, oh, the stoat who you thought was your only friend at the very beginning of the game, he's now the big bad, you know? Right. <laughs> and you know, and and then the the very end when you're like playing against each of them uh for a little bit uh before they're deleted, like there's lots of funny jokes in there. Like Grimora, she might be my favorite character because she's Grimora's just like an old lady, like who's keeper of death or something. And you know, when you're playing them in that final section, it's basically it's that 3D escape room kind of style. So it kind of gives you an idea of like if they had taken over, this is what the game would have looked like, kind of thing. And hers had like a really cool like bone chest set kind of thing, but, but uh, the funniest thing that I uh, cracked up and I cracked up again when I saw it on other people's playthroughs. But like, you play her and then she's like, "Well, with what little time we have left, let's do a boss battle." And like, like a bunch of like pirate ship cannons like go off and like loud music like it's just like and it's like big over the top and then all of a sudden it all gets deleted and she's like oh like you think you're about to do this big huge boss battle and it all gets deleted she's like oh oh well and and then the same thing with magnificus where it literally is Yu-Gi-Oh and you have like a dual disc and you're playing you're you're playing inscription on a Yu-Gi-Oh board. It's it's absurd. Um, 
but I kind of love I kind of love that this game just like it just it, it doesn't it doesn't care about norms. It 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 goes hard with what it wants to do. And what it wants to do is be absolutely bonkers. <laughs> um Yeah. Is there <laughs> I don't know, is there anything else you want to ask or add? To the discussion. No, no, it's. My only thing was, I mean, you know, it's. I wish the the card game was a little bit, uh, just you know. I was getting into it for a while, but it can it turns to be very frustrating when you. You know, you, you just have a bad draw and you just, you know, you, you, two hours get wiped away because you got a bad draw <laughs> and he just stops yeah. all over you, you know? Uh, and that, I mean, yeah, that's one reason why, like, I have a hard time with roguelike games in general. Like, there are some great roguelike games that I've never finished <laughs> because it's with those kinds of games. It's like you, you get in your rhythm, you learn how to play the game. But if you ever take a break stop yep it's like you're never gonna finish it that's why i've never completed hades even though i love that game because <laughs> it's just <laughs> there's just too much <laughs> yeah <laughs> you always get sent back to the beginning um um madeline couldn't uh couldn't be here tonight and she she watched markiplier's playthrough but she did leave her thoughts and i'll 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 read her thoughts uh on the mechanics, uh, she said, this is a pretty neat deck builder. I love the game changes to bring new challenges. By the time you feel like by the time you feel like you've got that mode figured out, it changes. Um, she did think that the P03 section at the very end added much more to the original Leshy. But she was OK with that because, you know, it was there for the story. And then on the story, she said she hadn't played the devs other games but that she has meme level knowledge of pony island which was his last game and so it all the story seemed to be in line with what she knows of his other games always more secrets always more fucking around with files and stuff buried much further than she'd ever have the patience to chase and i understand that completely um and just, you know, the 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 lore that the Carnoffle Code is like it's a code that could, you know, end the world and and like corrupt a game to the point of giving a character sentience. She thought was really cool. She was disappointed that it just came back to Nazi occultism. But she said you can't be original hundred percent of the time. Um and uh and uh, Madeline says that she thinks the game is, is absolutely enjoyable without having to dive into Easter eggs and secret codes. Um, but apparently there is a game mode called Casey's Mod, uh, which apparently makes makes finding the secrets, the, the more secret secrets of the game, more accessible to people who aren't <laughs> that interested in chasing this, oh. the rabbit, which that's good. I, yeah. I didn't check that out. 
Um, so, uh, that's cool. But, um, but yeah, so, so she, overall, she's very impressed with like how crazy of a treasure hunt the game actually is. Um, but yeah, and, and yeah, and I, I can agree. I mean, you guys have spent the last hour listening to all my thoughts, so I won't even really give a recap. I liked it. <laughs> I can completely understand why other people might not like it. <laughs> so, uh, I I give it my game chat rating of a 9 out of 10. So, since I'm the only one scoring it, right? You guys going to give it a score? No, no, no. <laughs> I wouldn't be fair. Okay. Well, then... It's it's canon now. Nine out of ten. Game chat. Yep. <laughs> I win. I get all the votes. <laughs> now we uh, uh, cue the animation of the hands coming out to grab. <laughs> oh, to grab, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, um, I guess that's tonight's episode of Game Chat. Uh... Anything else to add? Um, uh, next week, we are playing our new game, uh, Signs of the Sojourner. Uh, Signs of the Sojourner was released uh, in May of 2020, developed and published by Echo Dog Games. Signs of the Sojourner is a narrative card game. Oh, joy, another card game. About people, about connecting with people. Your deck is your character, reflecting your experiences and shaping your relationships. You take over your mother's store after her death, traveling to diverse locations to acquire goods for the shop. Along the way, you'll encounter optimistic stories, compassionate characters, and delightful surprises in a world where climate change has made life hard. So it sounds like tonally it is the exact opposite of inscription, but it is still cardio. Interesting. <laughs> um... But our first stopping point is just play, you know, the first two to three hours. And we'll chat about it next week. Um, uh, also, because I haven't mentioned it in a long time. At some point, I b believe we are going to talk about Dragon Age Inquisition. <laughs> I'm, I'm still holding out hope. <laughs> it might be our last show we ever do. But... <laughs> It will happen if it's just me. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, if you want more game chat, find us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, all the other podcast places. Um, you know, you can find us on all the socials or email us at chat with us at thegamechat.net. Um, email pictures of dogs, please. We want pictures of dogs at notenoughdogs at thegamechat.net. Come back next week where we'll be chatting about Signs of the Sojourner. So until then, thanks for listening, and we'll chat at you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.